When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don Lemon, that hotbed of reality. La main dans la main, traverser les boulevards, les yeux dans les yeux. Comme un roman de gare, j'ai toujours sur moi un polar de toi. Marcher sous la pluie avec toi dans la nuit, c'est pas un problème. Dis-moi juste et je t'aime. Les bijoux, les fleurs, je vois la vie en couleur. Je me demande tous les jours Que ferais-je sans toi Et tu vois Il paraît bien que l'amour Oui ça ressemble à ça Quand viendra le jour Où tu ne seras plus là Tu sais mon Hello. amour Yo, I was doing that weird thing again I know, I know why I should call me. Yeah, because I like didn't even. I'm just. I'm on Skype and I like nothing rang. Didn't see a call or anything. And then when I went to call you, it said I had a missed call from you. And I was like, okay, okay, Skype. I see what you're playing at. I see that game you're playing, Skype. You know what game that is? Um, you're no. Trying to get us all on Zoom. You <laughs> could spy on us. Yeah. 
was when I got here it was sixty. All right, so. Ooh, that's. I mean, that's really efficient air conditioning. Like, I yeah. I wish I could get my house to be that yeah. cold. We got a powerhouse machine yeah. here, but the thing is, there was like a flood. <laughs> Did I tell you this story? Not about a flood, I don't think. I don't recall. So, the office next to me, I came in uh, one day recently, and uh, and the woman who works in that office, along with some other people, she's like, tells me that their air conditioner over the office broke and and a bunch of water flooded the um that office but it also flooded out the two uh offices across from me including um the lawyer the infamous lawyer yeah. office <laughs> and his old office which has been vacant forever and like I realized, I realized during this whole process because the doors have been open, that that office hasn't been inhabited for a long time. Because I could just see all the dust, you know, on the yeah. windows and stuff. So I was like, "Yo, this!" And allegedly, like he had split from that other group of people and built a wall in between the offices. Right? That's how that all played out. It's very strange. Um, but that. His other two partners haven't, I've never, I've never, ever, and I've been here for a while now. Like, I think this is like three years now. Yeah. This is my three three years. I've never seen anyone in that office. So anyway, so it gets, all those offices get flooded. I literally, oh, and then simultaneous to that, the guy above me comes down to my office one day, knocks on the door and he says, Starts looking at my roof. He's like, is there any water coming down? I go, no. And so he's like, I accidentally left my sink running and it flooded my whole office. I got two inches of water, da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, <laughs> it's coming from every direction here. Um, but sure enough, I didn't get any water from him either, except for one, and I'm looking at it, one little like droplet that comes down, you know, in the ceiling, you can see the brown spot. Yeah. So I got it. It's just a little spot, but that's it. But um, the whole thing's really strange, to be honest with you. And now um, um, I suspect, and oh, it just turns out that the office next to me that had the first flood with the, with the AC, they happened to be moving out this month. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so my first thought is it's a fucking insurance scam. Oh yeah, because <laughs> now and that so so the point being is the whole week they've been working outside my office in the hallways. They've had these f- m- like mega fans in here, like heaters. So at one point my office got up to ninety seven degrees over the oh, weekend. Oh shit! Because of all the heaters that were in this like around yeah. me, it was like so noisy. In fact, at night, I would go in and just turn them off. You know, it's like, what the hell? Like, can you at least tell me that you're going to be doing this to me? a heads up, right. So, yeah. So now, and now I'm now the opposite, 63 degrees. So it's either really hot or really cold, no in between. (laughs) But the good news was 
there is is that my 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 manager of the building unlocked the thermostat for me finally because oh nice the people that moved out were the people that were complaining about me changing. Ah, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's so I funny. can, so I can. Yeah, yeah. It was nice of him to do that, so I can kind of uh, do it. But uh, still, it's uh, I can't figure out what the. I, oh, I had it higher, but then someone changed. I think I don't know. Sixty-three. AC's not on right now, so I'm getting warmer. Um. So hi, hi. How are you doing? I am recording too this week. Oh, good, good. Me too. Just in case, you know, <laughs> the Discord was pretty, pretty bummed about um, about the show getting lost. I thought we did a good show last week, so I, I just, I, I, I could have swore, honestly, I could have swore that I was recording, like, because generally I look at my levels, like I'm doing right now. Yeah, I'm looking at the levels, and I. It's just maybe not though. Maybe last week I didn't. I don't know. I was out of it. I'm so tired. I'm, so, I'm tired because I'm coaching my son Grayson's soccer team. Oh, nice. How's that going? Uh, it's great. It's great. Uh, notwithstanding the um, what know, type the of pan- uh, what type of formation are we going with? Things that are attached to it. What formation? Yeah, um, like a. A three, two, four, one, or uh, one, I'm three, just making one. up formations, by the way. <laughs> one, three, one. We do. Um, it's, um, but it's difficult to get kids to. Right. Run formation. plays. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yesterday at practice, um, at the end, uh, you know, you do the drills and then we run it. We ran a scrimmage, scrimmage. It's mm-hmm. a funny word. And uh, and so what I do, I get in there and I'm like a rover. So whatever team is on offense, I'm, the, I'm like this extra player. So because they don't know how to pass, you know? Yeah, so right, right, right. I'm, they don't so think about I, that. Yeah, so I try to like um, act as a, you know. Sort of like direct. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm open, you know, and I get the ball and then I'll make a play and then send it to through a lane and because the kids they need to kind of see it in in order to understand it gotta break down some film yeah i thought about i you know what that's funny you mentioned that (laughs) i was was like i should set up a camera and then i can show the kids what they're doing wrong yeah they're visual learners right yeah right Mm -hmm. but i went so hard because i i was just telling this to somebody um it's fun for me because I'm pretty much at that level. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm at this like eight, seven, eight or nine year old. That's how good I am. So I'm, I'm pretty good, you know, but when Grayson's like nine or 10, he's going to destroy me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's going to be big too. I realized he's going to be a big kid. I think he might get to like six through two, you know. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, wow. but he's gonna like he's he's like when you watch him next to the other kids, he's like bigger, you know. He's just oh, was uh, it the same age group. When do you know how old he is relative to the rest of his grade? Though? Well, that's the thing. He's born in February, so he's got that advantage. You know? mm. gotcha. That makes a big difference when you're young. 
like eight yeah. months. Crazy observation I made, uh, Eden. I got two. I have two players of Asian descent on my team. Okay. All right. All right. Amazing body control. You know. Like, yeah, that's why the for, Asians are always best at precision dancing. Amazing, and um, two of my favorite players. I love all the kids. One of them's Teddy, and the other one's Rowan. I had Rowan last year on our team, and um, I just these Teddy's like fearless. He's like a little. He's like kind of a little scrap. I have two fearless players, Shane and Teddy, that aren't like because soccer's that. I never played soccer, but it's it's a little like hockey. Because you get into these scrums, you know, and it's just like the battle for the puck or the battle for the ball. And um, and in, uh, Grayson, is he's, he's kind of reluctant to get into the scrum. He's more of a, I'm going to monitor the scrum to see where the ball pops right. out, which I kind of like too. Yeah. Um, but the little guys, like these t- Shane and Teddy are both little. And so they can kind of get in there, Yeah. you know, and they're not afraid to get in there. It's, uh, sorry, Wes. But um, <laughs> it's just fun. I, lo- I, I, I love soccer. I just love it so much, honestly. I hope that Grayson loves it. And he's, he's one of the best players in the league. Yeah. Um, and so I got him signed up for a, a Friday night um, clinic, too. Because next year will be the tryout for the travel team. And we got to make the travel team, you know. Well, hopefully he doesn't peak at the squirt level like his dad. <laughs> Dude, I was telling Greg, I was so proud of him on the way home last. I was so happy because for two hours, he was like doing something other than, you know, the general stuff he does in, in, in life, which is, you know, like a lot of the, the, the video games and goofing around, stuff like that. He was focused and exercising. He's a little out of shape, honestly, you know, and um, and so on the way home, I was telling him at the, the same age for me at that point, I was playing roughly. I think I got to ask my dad this, but I think I was playing roughly um, like maybe 30 games and like two practices a day. So a game and two practices a day a week, um, which is a little bit more intense. But that's the, the, see, the problem with what happened to me. I was so. Um, doing it so frequently that I burned out by the time I was 14. You yeah. Know? Well, that's why you a, have to just, you have to strike a balance and you have to have more than one activity. Exactly. Yeah. Like you, you have to have an instrument too, or like play a, like a different sport, like a sport that uses different types of like motor skills. So it stays like interesting. You have like, and I feel like it's really important for kids to try a bunch of different things so that their brains can like learn to work in different settings and situations. I I don't know. I I think there's a lot of value. Well, like soccer is really good for footwork. And then you need to do the hand eye so you could do baseball, basketball, or hockey. Yeah. Improve your hand eye coordination. Or even something like dance like i mean i'm just speaking generally i'm not saying for grayson specifically i'm thinking i guess i'm thinking since i'm a girl like just like things that force you or not force but like encourage you to like do different things with your roddy have you seen his uh floss huh have you seen him do the floss (laughs) i've seen it (laughs) 
talent. Uh, he loves Grayson loves music a lot. So um, I'm picking him up this um, little keyboard machine that the song oh, nice. "Bad Guy" was written. You know, "Bad Guy," the song "Bad Guy." Billy Eilish. By, yeah. Yeah. It was written on this little device that you can do beats. It, it, it was. It's you know our guy there, Rubelay. Yes, of course. How are you? That's what I'm trying. <laughs> that's what I want the kids to be doing because you ever see him? He's always moving. You know. He's of course, <laughs> he's got an unlimited reserve of energy to be doing that shit is crazy. Like what he's Dude. doing is. Insane. It's amazing. I was watching it's one this morning. It's not even just the physical stamina. It's like thinking the, out all of this shit. Yeah. Even if he does it ahead of time, of course, it's crazy. Yes. It's, it's ama- crazy. It's, I, he wrote. He's got one out this morning. I put it. I don't know if he wrote it this morning. Uh, put it out this morning, but I, I I retweeted it. I was just astounded by it. I was like, and all that stuff he's doing in between, where he's making the transition. Yes. You know, to whatever it is. And then he goes straight to play. He's a good player too. You know, on the on the on the keyboard. But that's No, he's he's a musician, bro. <laughs> he's and, not just his, a performer, he's a musician as well. He's he's crazy. Singer. He's singing and then the but the dance moves, man. The dance Yeah. Moves. Yeah, it's just <laughs> It's hilarious. <laughs> he's great. He is fucking great. Sarah, you know this guy? Rubelay? I have no Rebelle, idea. Mark Rebelay. Yeah, I have no idea who oh you guys are God, talking you about. You mispronounced his name so bad I didn't know who we were talking about. Yeah, Rebelle. No, Rubelay is close enough. Well, his name's Mark. We've talked about him before. It's the dude who just does the loops. When I when yeah, and I played the clip when he was like, "Cause I'm about to eat that ass." <laughs> There's a lot of ass songs. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. ass songs. That's a lie. Most of his songs he records like in his underwear in his apartment, just like gotcha. it's been like seven that hours. That was one of those things that my brain just was like, "This is useless," and I'm refusing to process. No, it's not useless. <laughs> it's it's fire. Useless. It's useful. That dude drops useful. nothing but bangers. Oh man! I wanted it to see. Like I wanted it. to see him live. He was supposed to play at Outside Lands this year. He's like he does like crazy live shows. I, I'm gonna go see him the next time oh, it's possible. God. I will see that man. Okay. Where, where's Zach? Anybody know? My favorite uh, Instagram music discovery was is that dude I sent you named D Sharp who does violin covers of hip hop songs. Oh man, the dude D-sharp. has it going on. D Sharp. Yeah, um, I deleted my Rubile clip that I had clipped from. <laughs> Rubile. Rubile. Yo, quick question. Am I recording? Let me just see. I'm recording. Right. No still recording. We're all recording. <laughs> still recording. Okay. Uh, quick question here. We've got one, two, three, four people. How many of you guys have this TikTok? You have TikTok? Nope. I don't. I, I do. don't have TikTok. Yeah. Sarah, I you have, have TikTok? I have to watch TikTok so I can go to bed. Really? Wow. Yeah, I have all, mm-hmm. I like it, like it relaxes me. And there are people on there that are really, really funny. 
What do you want a plane? No, I'm driving. Sorry, I'll let you. What are you doing? I'm driving uh, to my mom's. Oh, road tripping? Oh, wait. Are you guys going to make pizza? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. Yeah, send pics. I will. I will. Um, What about Zachary? Moving furniture again or something? I don't know. He didn't say anything. Corner store on the news. Corner store <laughs> this is on the my news. Corner store. You should watch this video, dude. The infamous corner store. Home of A baby st- boy, the Chihuahua. <laughs> but uh, TikTok, what I don't like is their advertisements where they're trying to take themselves seriously and say that it's like very important stuff is going on in there that I need to be checking out. I'm not buying it, man. I'm not getting the TikTok. All their videos are just people dancing. You just have to weed it out and find the funny stuff. Or you can wait two days and then see it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah I feel I like, like anything relevant pops makes up on its Twitter way to me Instagram. Yeah. Wait, someone fell off the roof? Fell through the ceiling, Jade. <laughs> Breaking bad. Story that you just have to hear to believe here. A woman is waking up behind bars after police says... After police say that she fell through the roof of a San Francisco liquor store. Yeah, it happens. It's a crazy story. The owner says an ex-girlfriend wouldn't leave him alone. Well, then she ran upstairs, and the rest of the story, here's how it goes. And we were talking, having a conversation, and the next thing you know, she fell from the roof. I thought I had to pinch myself to see if I was dreaming. It was beyond comprehension. And I'm glad she didn't fall on my chihuahua because he was taking a nap. <laughs> they interview this dude, and he is so That's fucking him? high. That's him? That's him, man. Him? Oh, mm-hmm. man. With his dog. I'm just glad it didn't land on my chihuahua. That that reminds me of... Uh, that taking a nap. Breaking bad. Good thing he didn't fall... She didn't fall on him because he was sleeping. <laughs> Died that dude, laughing that at that That dude broke part. bad. That dude is broken bad. For sure. <laughs> to pinch myself to see if I was dreaming, it was beyond comprehension. It was beyond comprehension. And I'm glad she didn't fall on my chihuahua because he was taking a nap. Yo, I watched Four Days Out, which is the episode um, in which Walton... Jesse go out to the desert and then the van stalls. Mm-hmm. Fuck. That episode's incredible. Incredible. Season Are you two, watching man. it in order? Still? Or are you just kind of jumping around at this point? Well, I went back, started with three. Right? Did mm-hmm. all three. Then I started into four and Jake was like, go back and watch the first two. So then I did the first two. Season two is amazing. Amazing. Like, I don't even, I mean, it might be the best season, but then three is amazing. And then four is, four is kind of where it gets a little, like, I mean, the show still is like, but like in terms of the filler material, like, you know, they got, they got the Walt, the gambling thing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <It goes> to, <laughs> lands all this money. It's kind of yeah. like, all right, I'll go with it. And then of course his wife is now in on it with him. Um, uh, but man, season two, whew, 
so good. But in that in that particular episode is just like I might I think it might be the best. I don't know. Might be the best episode that show ever made. You know. I still think no. I go Osmanius, but. Yeah, with the fly. See, the fly, the fly too, is man. a great one too. But that's yeah. that's like the best bottle episode ever the, made. Yeah, the, there's three of them, and then you know that storyline of where Jesse falls in love with the girl that he he's renting the house from. I kind of discounted that when it was on. Uh, that's a great storyline. It's in particular the father, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. when Jesse gets back into uh, doing drugs and uh, starts doing the heroin. <laughs> <laughs> really fucking sad is what it is. Oh, it's, and he's a he's a great actor. He's a really good, like for some reason when I watched that show he was annoying to me. And I think I mean he's annoying to Walt for sure. But I never saw <laughs> the dichotomy of it. You know, all of the dichotomy. And was I don't know if you remember this, but there's this great scene at one point where, you know, in the in the, maybe season three where Jesse's pissed off about the cut, you know, that the chicken man gets. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it becomes all about like workers' rights, you know? <laughs> Yo, I haven't watched that. I watched it in I caught up at like season three. So I yeah. binged all three seasons and then started watching it as it was happening. But I've never gone back and watched it yet. You know? Dude, so like I haven't rewatched go, Breaking Bad did, once. If I mean, go back and do it because it's like it's astounding, you know. It's it's, it's like gr- the greatest television show for me ever made. Uh, of course, you always say that when, like, if I rewatch Sopranos, it would be The Sopranos. But <laughs> but it's like such a high level that's beyond. I don't know. I've kind of gotten sick of TV, honestly. You know, I just can't. I can't I, I realize when going back with Breaking Bad how much you retain, which is not much. You're like, I forget all I forgot all this. Forgot this. And this is a great show. Uh I've been just more into movies lately, you know? I just don't have much time for like a twelve hour thing. Not um, for sure. I, listen, the stars movie library between that and HBO Max, ooh, forget about it. Yeah. Watch French yeah. Connection last night, Maze. Ooh. Yes. Oh my. That's that's on so my good. list. The so Hackman. Like, so good. Yeah. So yeah, this good was because lost. they portray cops as they actually fucking are, and not the heroes who are saving us and blah blah blah. Just dudes working a job with right. motivations that are informed by the incentives of the job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like oh, such a dope movie, and that shit came out 50 years ago. Yeah. A yeah, leading yeah. man named Popeye Doyle. I mentioned this last week, and it was lost to the to uh, to the to, to the ether. But I, I, I watched Modern Times and uh, the Conversation, classic movies. Oh, The Hateful Eight, you know. Um, <laughs> actually, yesterday I watched an interview with Nolan, Christopher Nolan, and Quentin Tarantino. I think at one of the debuts of um, Hateful Eight. Uh, and uh, listening to Tarantino talk about his process for that movie, and and uh, you know the way he, <laughs> the way he shot it on seventy millimeter, um, 
without zoom cameras and stuff like that. It was awesome. We used a crane the way you'd use a zoo. We used a crane the way you would use a dolly. We yeah. used a crane the way you would use Steadicam. But once you took out the back wall and you could have the ass of the crane do everything, then we did everything on the crane. We shot a, a moving in close up of this bottle would have been done on the crane because why fucking not? It's so magnificent. I, I felt like I was Max Ophis out there, just you know, swirling around on the crane, and it was lovely. I love listening to artists talk about what they do. I love listening to Tarantino talk about movies because he talks about it in not like film school dork way. He talks about it in such a way that you can understand, um, mm -hmm. the layman can understand, and you can tell... It's just his shit. Like, he's so enthusiastic about it. So I love hearing him talk about his process. It's dope. Of uh, the slave trade in America. My movie deals with that. Then there's the cathartic violence of Django paying back blood for blood. And, and that's why... Is that why you think people like watching violent movies? People who are not violent people or, mm -hmm. or twisted people mm -hmm. in any way. But, but why it's okay to go into a movie and enjoy the violence? Yeah, well, it's a movie. It's a fantasy. It's a fantasy. It's not real life. It's a fantasy. You go and you watch, you know, you watch a, you watch a kung fu movie and one guy takes on 100 people in a restaurant. That's fun. But why are you so sure that there's no link between enjoying movie violence and enjoying real violence? I don't, I, well, I'm going to tell you why I'm so sure. Don't, don't ask me a question like that. I'm not going to, I'm not biting. I refuse your question. Why? Because I refuse your question. I'm not your slave and you're not my master. You can't make me dance to your tune. I, I I'm, not, ever, I'm not a monkey. I'm I can't not, make you answer anything. I'm just. It, I'm well, asking and, you interesting and, questions. And I'm saying, and I'm saying, I refuse. Okay. Well, no, I was just asking you why. That's fine. Um, but you see, Jamie Fox has said we can't turn our back and say that violence in films. Well, then you should talk to Jamie Fox. Do, you, then you should talk to Jamie Fox about that. And I think he's actually here, so you can. But you have a responsibility as a filmmaker, surely, to explain a little bit about No, I don't doing. have any responsibility to you to explain anything I don't no, want no, to. No, not to me, but to your, to your viewers, to your fans, you know, to people who they know care exactly, about what they it is know, that you're doing. They know where I'm coming from. He was, he was mentioning that how pissed off he got when his script got leaked. Um, because when he originally, when you listen to him talk about it, it's just awesome. He, he set out to write it like, to write it over a long period of time. And his original intention was to write three drafts before he was going to submit it. <laughs> I was like, this is so cool. You know, and in like in the second draft, he was going to do it all from the perspective of the girl. So the idea was to go through a first draft and then a second draft and then a third draft and to just basically spend time with the material and just see how I felt. And, and maybe that ending would be different three different times. But I like the idea of telling the story three different times and seeing what would happen from it. And I, just to give you an example in that regards, um, the, um, the Lincoln letter, which became an important part of the movie, and the first draft was only brought up in the stagecoach when John Ruth reads it. And that was it. Because I really wasn't ready to do anything further with it. But I knew I had a couple more drafts so that I could think about it. So it was just brought up there. I remember my agent reading it and he was like saying, you know, that's a really neat idea. You really should do more with it. I go, well, I, I, I intend to, but I'm going to get there. I'm, I'm not quite ready yet. And um, so th when that draft 
got released. That's why I, I reacted so badly because it seemed like they were, it seemed like they were truly fucking up this process that I was trying to do. They were kicking me right in the shins. I found it interesting that, like, imagine that someone like that, you know, you're working on that. Daisy Demurg. You email it to your, to whoever, was, he was working with Weinstein. And then, and then all of a sudden, sudden it's fucking on the internet the next day. That would, he said that was, he, that was devastating. You know, he got over it, he says in the interview. But I can understand that, how annoyed you'd be. Like, um, out like being uh, infiltrated like that it would suck. It's weird though, you know. I mean, it's essentially like losing creative control, you know, similar to that. In the yeah. Sense that what your vision, like that you wanted to express, is like being undermined. You know, you know they sh- and they shot it in two locations. They shot it in Colorado, and then what they did is they built, they rebuilt the interior set in Hollywood. You know. And and recorded it all all the uh, and and with inside of a refrigerator, so they were shooting in temperatures that were like forty degrees, you know, <laughs> to, to get the uh, to get the uh, air, you know, the smoke from the mouth or whatever you call it, the mist. Um, just love that. And and Christopher Nolan's a good interviewer, you know. He's a smart dude. I want to see so, that. I, I definitely want to watch that because um, so different. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Quick he's too. not it's a maniac. Minutes. Like, well, he's a maniac, but not like Tarantino's a maniac. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I love. Like, I I was watching what with Tarantino and Howard Stern, where he goes off, where he's talking about Disney, threatening him with uh, one of their theaters would not play Hateful Eight. I just learned something the other day. It was real bad news, and it really fucking pissed me off, and I think I want to voice it right now. Please. The forum is yours. Uh, Basically, and I'm not talking about the whole country. I'm talking about one theater in particular. You sound nervous about this. Well, that's a big fucking deal. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So uh, we were going to play at the Cinerama Dome on the 25th. We were going to open there and play there exclusively for two weeks. And Star Wars was going to play the two weeks before us. And I always, I mean, listen, I grew up in Los Angeles, so I think of the Cinerama Dome as a real big deal and imagine seeing it at the Cinerama Dome. Means something to you. Exactly. Right. Disney, who owns Star Wars, yes. decided, well, you know what? Maybe we want to play throughout the entire holiday season. Oh. And not, you know, uh, uh, so we're going to go to the Cinerama Dome and say that they can't honor their contract right. with us to show the Hateful Eight. And the Arc-like people that own the Cinerama Dome said, no, 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 we, you can't do that. We, we have a deal with uh, the Hateful Eight people. And, and showing it in 70, that's what we do. You know, we, we have the 70 million projectors. Right. They didn't have to move them in. Right. That's the thing. We even start off with the Cinerama logo right. at the beginning. As of yesterday, Disney came to the Arc-like people and said, no. Wow. You are going to play Star Wars in the Cinerama Dome for the entire holiday season. And if you don't, if you honor your deal with the Hateful Eight, we will not allow you to have Star Wars. The biggest movie in the world, we will not allow you to show it at 
any of your arc-like movie theaters. So in your mind, that's petty because they've got a big blockbuster on their hands. They've got the biggest movie in the world. We're talking about one effing theater. (laughs) It's turned... He's on his show, he's talking to Bob Iger directly. He's not talking to him, but he's like, come on, Bob. I'm talking to Bob Iger. I don't give a shit about this theater. <laughs> Quentin's a weirdo. Sorry, Quentin. The, the fucking kid, they got the, the stupid 70 millimeter. They got all that shit that he cares about. He just wants to show his goddamn movie there. You got, you're sitting on top of the world. You, know, you got Star Wars. Just let him play his movie. He loves what, 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 He's what a sick guy, Bob. Do me a favor, Bobby. But, but he's, a, he's, he's all right. Howard Stern's funny. Brian De Palma had his birthday recently, his 80th birthday, and they had a Zoom chat with uh, with Nolan, Spielberg, Scorsese, <laughs> uh, Greta Gerwig, and Noah Baumbach. Wes Anderson's up in there. It's just a bunch of just like baller directors <laughs> having a little. Uh, I could Zoom watch it chat. all day. I could watch like I I spent I went down to Tom Cruise mini hole yesterday too. Inter- listening to interviews with him. That's great dark. Actor. He's such a great <laughs> actor, though. No, he is. You know, one hundred percent. He, he, he. I saw one. You know, when he was uh, doing Eyes Wide Shut, after he got separated from Nicole Kidman, and the the, the interviewer is asking these you know questions about how he feels about Nicole, and and Cruz gets pissed off at him. Was Nicole the love of your life? What do you What do you mean, Peter? You were married for ten years. I, listen, we raised children. I. I mean, what, how do you You're answer that? How do you answer that question? She's someone that uh, I, uh, you know, I plan on getting married again. You do? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And having kids? Absolutely. But Nicole was a major part of your life and a love of your life at the time. I loved Nick very much. There's no question. Would you like Nicole to remarry? Yes. And do you? have a relationship where you you talk it's a parenting relationship you know, and talk professionally about each other's why don't we why don't, listen here's the th- here's the thing peter yeah. you're stepping over a line now you're stepping over a line you know you are well, i suppose they're questions peter, though, that people want to know peter you want to know take and responsibility for what you want to know don't say what other people this is a conversation that i'm having with you right y- now you're right okay so i'm just telling you right now okay just Put your manners back in. Do you think I was out of line? Yes, absolutely. Well, I apologize for that Good. sincerely. He's, <laughs> he's like, he stops the interview, essentially. Um, you cross the line, he goes to the guy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but every time Tom Cruise gets on, like, you know, it's, you know, it's like one question about the movie and then all these questions about his life. You know, but but Tom, if she said that this particular thing helped her feel better, whether it was the antidepressant or going to a counselor or a psychiatrist, isn't that enough? Matt, you have to understand this. Here we are today where I talk out against drugs and psychiatric abuses of electric shocking people. Mm -hmm. okay, against their will of drugging children with them not knowing the effects of these drugs. Do you know what Adderall is? Do you know Ritalin? Do you know now that Ritalin is a street drug? Do you understand that? The difference is this no, was no, not Matt, against Matt, her I'm will, ask, though. Matt, but this Matt, wasn't against Brooks' will. Question. Matt, I'm asking you a question. I understand Do, there's no. abuse of all of these things. No, you see, here's the problem. You don't know the history of psychiatry. I do. This is weird. 
It's a weird situation to be in. Let me tell you about my kids and family, buddy. You know? Oh, <laughs> um, no word from Zacharu? He's here. Oh, he's Come here? On. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not hey. right past you. Hey, Giannis, huh? Yeah. How about Giannis? I, I, made, a, I made a snarky Nolan comment that didn't, nobody heard. Oh, you must have. I knew you were making a snarky Nolan comment, but your editor didn't hear it. You said he's a great editor, or you're a great (laughs) interviewer, and I said that's what he should do for a living. (laughs) Stick stick to your strengths, right? Has anyone seen Tenet? Is Tenet out? It's out. It didn't make any money. I don't know where it is playing. It seems like they miscalculated. I like. I just. I love ranted actor or director videos where they get pissed you know well i mean is that like exclusive to directors bale. when it's christian bale on set that's when i like it i love i love that rant god that was good i want you off the fucking set you prick sorry no don't just be sorry think for one fucking second that the fuck are you doing are you professional or not? Yes, I am. Do I fucking walk around and rip that? No, shut the fuck up, Bruce. Do I want? No. No. Don't shut me up. Am I going to walk around and rip your fucking lights down in the middle of a scene? Then why the fuck are you walking right through? Ah, uh, da 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 da, like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? <laughs> what don't you fucking understand? You got you any fucking idea about. Hey, it's fucking no distracting having somebody like, walking up behind Bryce in you know, the middle cool, of the fucking like, really? I'm not into it. Yeah. Give me I don't a care. Fucking like, no, I mean, I don't care either, but it's just, it's when you, when you watch it or listen to it, it's the bail one is just audio, right? Or is it video? Yeah, video this is kind of, uh, this seems illicit. <laughs> Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. Shut the fuck up, Bruce. Look, gee, you got fucking something to say to this prick? I didn't see that. Oh well, God. somebody should be fucking watching goes, him and keeping an eye on him. Fair enough. This is the second um, time that he doesn't give a fuck Zach, where are you? about what is going on in front of the camera. Well, now I'm taking the dog out because he's being a dick, but I'm at home. I was in bed. Oh, now I got AirPods in, AirPods in. I got his mask on. What's the weather like now there? Uh, it's warm. Like it's warm, and it just smells like smoke outside. What about you, Mace? It's not the 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 sky isn't as bad as it was, but it's it's still it's gotten good. a lot better. Last last year was the bad or last week was the bad week. Um, it's starting to drift now. I guess it's like if you're on the coast, it's okay. And now it's like more inland is fucked. Um, but yes, the fires rage on. Yeah, now it's like on on Purple Air, which is a uh, website or an app you can look at to see the air quality. Like the, it's like at the mountains and like Tahoe is like way worse than the Bay Area right now. And, and wait, then LA and that, is pretty bad. Um, Eden, did you get that hurricane or no? No, or we got like it. a bunch of rain after the hurricane. Like, I mean, I'm pretty far inland. Yeah, I'm trying to see where you are here. So it's like Arkansas is one state above Louisiana, and Little Rock is right in the middle of Arkansas. Right, and it took a hard right, right? 
Yeah. So we got a lot of rain, but like it was just steady rain. It was just like on the outskirts oh, yeah. of the cone, you know, cone of destruction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it actually, it actually ended up hitting uh, Alabama. Yeah. Not Louisiana. Yeah. Mobile. It's way worse than like Oregon right now. That's where it seems to be the the worst, like kind of inland central Oregon here. Getting some pretty wild numbers. But it, you know, I saw the sun for the first time in like a week uh, a couple Dude. days ago. So Aww. same here, you know. It's been we've we've had the smoke come over us. Yeah, that's what Allegedly. David Aldridge was saying is they got some haze in D.C. Yeah. from uh, from the fires out west, which is just mind blowing. So, but and that sun coming through the cloud thing is creepy to me. I always find it creepy. When I when I was a kid, it was either sun was out or there were clouds. You know, what I mean? there was no there was no sun through the cloud thing that there is now. It was either rain. It was a nice day, you know. Well, after that, no it's not between. rain. Poop, you know, what? <laughs> what? this what? one really had to go. This you were, really you were, go. you were preventing him, huh? Well, I was on radio for, you know, all morning. And so selfish of you to do your job. Barking, barking for a good twenty minutes. I was like, you're just being a dick. No, he has a reason. <laughs> That's why you need a, a cat. That's why you need a cat. The cat will walk the dog. Nah, the cat, the cat will just shit house. on your floor and then look at you like mine does. <laughs> I mean, it's really nice that he doesn't, you know? Get an award for that. What do we have for questions this week? Discord is hot. First, Paul Bull, Bull 7. Someone remember to record the pod this week? We got three people doing it, Paul. <laughs> We're all recording. Chill out, Paul. God. <laughs> like something happened. Jeff Cornegay from the Discord. In honor of last week's bag that wasn't, what's one of the worst things you've forgotten to do? Man, I thought of one earlier when I saw it, and now I can't think of it. Worst things forgotten to do. I always feel like I've left something on the stove whenever I leave the house, but I've never done that. Oh, I've done that before. Um, my friend, my friend did that one time where he decided he was he wasn't it wasn't even his house. He was staying at our other friend's house, and he like left like chicken nuggets or something in the oven, oh and then God. fell asleep. No, and then everybody woke up to a, a house full of smoke. That was fun. Jade, that's like your pizza box story. Yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> indeed. Yesterday, I, I I left the grill on after I was done make grilling wings. Uh. I've done Sauced that. the wings, ate the wings, <laughs> and I'm sitting right next. We just right have a next, trend of like all I'm of us being really right bad next at to it. Off. And I'm like, damn, why is that shit still smoking? And then I went and turned it off. So it was probably on for probably a solid 25 minutes longer than it needed to be. I did that recently, was and I didn't realize it till the next day. Oh fuck! <laughs> the whole oh night God. went. Yo, so I used the the chimney stack to start my coals. At, uh, at my girlfriend's house and I got it off of this like bench. And so when I was done with it, I just put it back on the bench, not really like thinking about it. And then the next afternoon, she's like, the bench is on fire. I'm like, what? It's like 18 <laughs> hours later. What are we talking about? So I had let, it was the super hot metal 
had heated up the wood bench mm. and turned the wood bench into a giant coal that was wow. like smoking. <laughs> it was like spontaneously combusting <laughs> slowly. I mean, I'm lucky I didn't burn down the whole neighborhood. Honestly, like it could have been so much worse, but I was just like, yeah, just cover it with dirt and uh, <laughs> dump some water on it. And that worked, but destroyed that bench. That's for damn sure. Oh, so the bench is no saving? No, it, there's just... a giant scoop out of it. Oh, now. I was like, you could go for a, a, like a, a rustic, a charred bench look. Love a rustic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been is watching Dave do four rustic look. Burn that wood table or whatever he's been yeah, doing on Instagram yeah, yeah. for like That's three weeks cool. now. Shouts to Dave, man. Definitely Love not as guy. artsy as that. This was more like there's a scoop now. <laughs> In the just buy a table already what are you doing <laughs> so my thing is i'm an over preparer so like if i forget something like for a trip or like um i used to work in events like i used to be like the checklist person for events like do we have zip ties blah 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 whatever anything you possibly need i was that person so for anything like I was that person for a very long time. So for anything, I'm almost almost always like over prepared. So if I forget something, it's probably something I didn't need. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, it was something for an incidental that got forgotten. I would say every time I pack a bag or am leaving the house for like a significant amount of time, I forget one thing. And sometimes I'll remember the thing as soon as I've left the house and I'll just go back and get it. Yeah. But oftentimes oh. like, well, it's gone. Oh. It's done. I I told this story before. Go ahead, Zach. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I forgot to bring my luggage to the airport once. What? All of yeah. it? Yeah. Wait, when you're going to or from? Like, I was go- Well, I was going to my parents. So I was, okay. fly- I was flying to my parents, and so it wasn't like a big deal. Like, I had my computer right, bag, you had and that's stuff it. there. Yeah. But so, I was just thinking. Well, no, I didn't, I didn't have stuff there. I had a two. I, like, I, like, they had, like, yo. Know, they could get me a toothbrush and stuff like that, but I didn't have any clothes there. Like it wasn't like I had nothing, nothing at their house, but I was just like, eh, fuck it. I'll figure it out. At least you didn't forget your luggage. Like after a trip. No, 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 no. I didn't out in that thing where I just left in the hotel room or anything. Or at the airport. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had one, the one of the finals trips where we were going through Miami or two, I don't know. We were leaving Miami. Yeah. Leaving. So I returned the car ended up leaving my backpack and my computer in the car <laughs> and oh didn't God. notice. And, and, and back, you remember, I don't know if you remember this Zach and was, but I had a lot of stuff, you know, like the yeah, writers were like really, yeah. Right. I had a camera bag, tripod and all this stuff, lights sometimes. So I got all the way to my terminal and I realized that I had to go. And Miami's not, you know, no, I, that's not an those, airport. I had one of those big things that, you, you know, pile stuff on the, the wagons yeah but uh the one and then one time i was doing a, a shoot with andy katz um and <laughs> i'd forgotten to charge the batteries <laughs> is this the obama shoot no 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 oh. this was for like a college player um it was like one of these feel-good stories um and we got there and i real i put it put the batteries in and i got like one bar on all of my batteries and it was awful it's that's like that that's is when you, you gotta lie you gotta lie and be like wow i think there's a malfunction i did oh i did okay good that's the best part about being in this field is you always have the tech excuse yes yeah. <laughs> it's all all, <laughs> all like the time 
secret gem of the industry. Especially, I mean, especially remote. When you're working remote, forget it. But I, you know what I mean? I got all sorts of issues today. You know? <laughs> Bandwidth, you know? But, yeah. I ended up, but, you know, oddly enough, I ended up pulling it off because I had a certain camera that had battery, but I wasn't shooting audio with it. Like, all the... um Audio was on this, the cameras that I that didn't have batteries for. So I used like a voice recorder to record the interview and then I shot it. But it ended up, to, it ended up um, getting canned because the kid told a lie in the interview. Aww. So I came in one day and my boss like. What did he say? It was a, he had a tech issue as well? Or what was the lie? Yeah, what was, <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I forget what it was. It was so... It's an unusual story. You scrapped yeah. the whole interview because a kid lied? Yeah, it was like one of these journalism things, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, like it like, didn't get fa- past the fact checking. It was something. I can't remember what the kids lied about. It was an innocent lie, too. I felt it was a little strange. It wasn't like... One of those things like, why did you even lie about it? Yeah. But um, it was just one of those journalism things. The news desk is like... Can't do it now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so diligent over there. Um, the worst thing I've ever done is I went out of town for like four days and I left my oven on. Because <gasps> uh, like I don't, I don't cook, I don't cook that much, you know, like Wasmos. Yeah. But um, so it was January, and I remember getting back to my apartment, and I'm like, oh, I must have left the heat on because the apartment was hot. <laughs> oh and my god! And I was like, wait, no, no, it was the oven. I do that. Wow. I do that a lot here with the space heater. I leave it on accidentally. Yo, well, back in the days, Sarah, man, like, that's that's how we used to have to actually heat the crib on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> back in the days, man, before we moved on up like the Jeffersons, we used to that that was strategic. <laughs> What about him? Oh, he won the MVP. Oh. Nigerian I mean, everybody knew he was going to win When are we going to talk about the Clippers? I'm- <laughs> <laughs> I All right. Licky, Icky, Icky, and Brian Licky, favorite piece of Clippers <laughs> slander. Sarah, Sarah, don't, do that. don't do that to Zach right now, man. Zach don't deserve that. <laughs> Wait, uh, what? Wait, I think the Wait, Heat, uh, baby. Wait, I think I think, I think the, the Heat. Foot. 
You know he loves his Aztecs, boy. <laughs> I do. Yeah. No, I get, no, I was I was trying to think of like how devastating that must be to like to root for someone and they just they just weren't good enough. Mm. And then I thought of like <laughs> Russ in the playoffs of the year. And I was like, oh, Dude, that must be I'm, what it's like. No, listen, listen. I like I appreciate your concern, but I'm good, man. I'm good with all of my picks. Yeah. I like Remember your tweet Katie? where you where you laughed because they said <laughs> oh Russ hey, is hard work to work. Hey, listen. Wait, what? What'd you say? Russ is hurt. Russ is what was and, it? Like his quad. And yes, his I agree. Throw. He hurts the he hurts the Rockets. I agree. <laughs> Jade, Sarah had was puffing the chest. This was like January or some shit. No, 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 no. Oh, this yeah, was in the oh, bubble. Yes. The bubble. No, it was in the bubble. It was like the seating games. And she Wait, was like, and they, and they said, the park play together. Ha <laughs> 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 Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Man, screw you guys. It feels like uh, Sarah's like two inches tall, you know, like in uh, this <laughs> voice. Hey, I'm five seven. <laughs> Not with this voice. It is uh, very tall. If y'all listening, man, if you a short dude, you don't got a chance. But don't waste your DM. Yeah, don't waste hey, your DM. I'll find out. Hey, uh, six feet and up only. Thanks. <laughs> How tall is Russ? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite piece of Clippers slander, it was just because it was so absurd. Someone said, <laughs> if Paul George had shot Tupac, he'd still be alive. Oh, <laughs> Dude, that- <laughs> Oh my! God. That was my favorite one. I laughed for 15 minutes. What the fuck kind of tweet is that? Didn't we crazy on the Clippers? And I didn't realize that so many people were um, not feeling the Clippers. Oh um, no, it was like this no, is the thing listen, is that they you have Toronto, you have the Lakers, and you have OKC. That's like three fan bases. But it's not just that. Like it's it's people it's people saying like. They and I, I agree with this. Like they talk like they've won, yeah. yeah. Right, and the yeah. only guy who's won doesn't talk, right? <laughs> it was definitely, and you know, because Zach and I were were there at every single Clipper game. There was definitely a culture of they just knew they were going to win the championship this year. It's like we got it, we got it. It's yeah. ours. It's ours. We have it. We. It's already won. There was just definitely an an aura of like we're untouchable. We're going to kick everybody's ass. There's nothing to worry about. We're inevitable. We're gonna be and we're gonna be this damn good for a minute and blah blah. Like there was definitely that culture around the team. But that's just you know I'm thinking like well that's us. We we're there and you're around management and different people around the team and you know you go to Doc's presser every game where he's just nonchalantly like oh. You kidding me? We're going to be great. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so I didn't real, but I didn't know that that was sort of permeating the rest yeah. of the people who I'm like, because if you wa- just watch them on TV, it's like, all right, it's a good team. They have a damn good chance of winning a championship and you move on. But for whatever reason, people were just sick of them. You know what's funny <laughs> is like Yovan, Yovan and Sam had that report in like January, right? Where like there was unrest in the team. Um, from like a leadership standpoint, chemistry standpoint, whatever, and that's stuff that you could like feel. That's stuff I heard. While I'm sure stuff you heard, like they like it was like they were confident, but they weren't like a tight knit group. They were sure. very clicky. Yeah. Um, and like clickier than most teams are because there there are a lot of clicks on. Like it's not just like oh, 15 brothers. Like that's not what it is. Um, 
And, and so what's funny is like, like two or three of those 10 Clippers fans were like yelling at me during some point in the playoffs on Twitter of like, cause I was like, Oh, they got chemistry issues. They're like, Oh really? Chemistry issues? Like, no, they, that team loves each other or whatever. And then they lose. And everyone on the team's like, yeah, our chemistry's bad. Yeah. And, and guess what? Okay. So, and this is another thing that a lot of people wouldn't understand is happening. So after Jovan writes his thing, the Clippers basically collectively decide they're freezing him out. Um, yeah. They take him off of the the freaking local affiliate pregame show that he used to do with them. Like, he would do, like, every two or three games, he would go on the pregame show for the local... Who airs their games? Is it NBC? I forget. Oh, no, it, no it's, it's, it's like Fox. It's like Fox West. It's like Fox yeah. Regional, Fox whatever. Sports. Yeah. They do... They, so, Jovan had the gig where he was coming on pregame previewing the stuff, talking about the season. They took him off of that because of the thing that him and Sam wrote. Then when he'd go in the locker room and the scrums, like Pat Bev and all of these dudes, when Jovan would ask a question, they'd give him a one-word answer. Basically, they're like, I'm freezing you out. This shit happened in, like, January, mind mm-hmm. you. Dude, like, a week and a half ago on the Zoom call, Jovan asked Paul George a question, and he does the two-word answer. Doing the freeze out shit still over some shit that happened in January. So it's like their whole mentality was just yeah. warped and weird. Like, so he, wait, bro, are you telling me are Paul you, George bro? gave him two more words than he gave the Clippers fourth quarter makes? <laughs> right. Oh my God. Right. Oh my God. DraftKings, you guys. There's no better place to get on the action with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To add to this week's excitement, DraftKings has millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, head to the App Store right now. Right now, because you don't want to miss this. You draft your lineup now and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, every pass, every catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes, and DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars. That's millions with a B, billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so I think they know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. Download the app right now, DraftKings app in the App Store. Use the code RUN, R-U-N, for a limited time, new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on the week two action. Enter code RUN, that's RUN, to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code RUN, only at DraftKings. Make it rain. $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Like somebody like me who's new to a lot of this, I don't understand what's happening. I think it's normal that they're they're making people talk to Terrence Mann, they're offering up as their representative for the team, Terrence Mann, a rookie after practices. And Jovan's like, nah, son. Um, LeBron James and AD talk after every single fucking practice, every game, promptly, on time. Like, this LeBron fucking James does it every game. And the Clippers are just like, nah, we, eh, we don't, we get to have an adversarial relationship with everybody because we're the Clippers now. We, we get to just do whatever we want now. And it's just like, it's that type of stuff that was just the culture around the team. It's just like, who are y'all? Chill out a little bit, man. Mm. Chill out. Other than that, great season. 
mean, you know, like, and, and that's another thing. They're getting killed right now, and that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, but like, let's be real. They have what they need to win a fucking championship, man. They, like, they're they're as they have as good as a nucleus as anybody in the NBA to attack winning a championship. Like, that's just a fact. Like, there's nothing to panic, No, it was. Oh, I yeah, mean, no, like, uh, Paul George said that this was just, like, they were just hooping this year. There was no championship aspiration. Well, okay, okay, so, okay, <laughs> so, okay, I want to defend Paul George here. When he said this isn't player. championship. Yeah, you don't have to, you can just sag off. This, what he was saying was this isn't essentially OKC. We flamed out and we're breaking up the team this summer. That's what I think he was trying to say. This season isn't championship or bust, meaning we're going to end this. Like, we can get better. We have enough tools here to well, win. He we're gonna said work the same towards- thing in OKC after that year with Melo. The same exact speech. Yeah, but he's playing with Kawhi now. Yeah, but at least oh, okay. we at least we know he can stick to a <laughs> yeah. at least we know he can stick to a story because he changes that Indiana story about every four months. What was the Indiana story? Oh, why he left? It's like you know, first oh they wouldn't offer me, and then it's like oh you know they wouldn't trade for this guy, and then it's like oh you know once I figured out like this guy was going to be here, I knew I had to get out of there. It's like it's changed like three times. Paul George probably should stop doing media. Like, Paul you know. George is like the lying boyfriend, right? He always has an excuse for like he's, everything. Which, he's funny enough, thing. there's a history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Oh, Lord. What Allegedly. Oh, it killed me. Uh, I think it was Simmons. Comp- like, he said that Paul George was basically Seth Curry, and then he's like, Seth Curry could get to the rack or whatever, and I don't think he had any idea of the history between those two. Oh, so- that's funny. <laughs> oh, boy. Maybe pick different Curry. Yeah. <laughs> Lemon Curry, something. <laughs> the other the other Clipper slander that I loved was the three-way trade that was Russ, CP3, and Paul George all switching teams again. And then you realize <laughs> that, like, they've all been... Like, it's basically like we're doing, like, roulette. Like, all these teams Adam, are just yeah. recycling parts. But a Paul George had a That was crazy. I, I, like, no, I, I did not know there was this, this... It's not like the Heat in 2011 where all year everybody was expressing hate and disdain for the team. I didn't know that people were, like... Had had feelings toward I did I it took me by surprise I was like yo, it's been twelve hours and people are still just going crazy right now. Well, and Sarah kind of laid it out, you know, like it's they've pissed off so many fan bases in the last calendar year. Like even like Portland fan base is super pissed at them because of yeah. the laughing at Dame thing. Oh, yeah. And Portland yeah. stuff felt so good. There's just a lot. There's a lot going on. <laughs> hey, it's look. You want the you want to talk shit. You have to be able to take it back, and they talked a lot of shit. And then they and then they historically screwed up. That's the thing. You think about it. Like, all right, Thunder blow the three one lead to the Warriors, right? But the Warriors were the better team, and so like you're not going to kill the Thunder over that. Then the Warriors are historic. They blow a three one lead. They get the jokes. The Jazz lose a three one lead to the Nuggets. And no one's killing the Jazz over this, right? We're not making fun of the Jazz. It's just like, yeah, they were not the better team. Like, they didn't have ex- expectations. But the Clippers have expectations. So if you have expectations and then you historically fuck up, you are going to get the jokes. 
Like, that's just how it is. It just that's comes with game. the territory, yeah. man. This is what it means to be amongst the elite. Uh, I think they'll be fine. They'll be back. They'll be really good next year. They'll have a really good chance at the championship. Like, it, like in the big picture, like, this is not, you know, um, not to beat a dead horse, the OKC teams <laughs> of um, Russ and whatchamacallit and Paul George. It's not the Rockets right now. You know, of Russ and Harden this time. It, it's not like a make or break, like, you know, or the CP3 Blake situation where it's like, all right, y'all did this four or five years in a row. Right. It, it, it's over. Let's, it's, it's done. It's not that, you know, so. I'm going to start a rumor not- of Paul George getting traded to the Knicks. No, I, no. Wait, I heard somebody say I forget where I heard it because I've just been like absorbing as much Clipper slander as I can. Um, <laughs> someone said to trade Paul, uh, James Harden. Uh, no, uh, Paul. Yeah, no. Uh, trade James Harden for Paul George, and then you have like Russ and Paul George in Houston again, and then and then Billy Donovan's available. Like they're looking for a coach oh, to no. like uh, recreate that magic. But yes, but Harden is just way better than. Paul George, so it's like I don't know why anybody would do that, but yes, man, tough, tough, tough. And you know what's so crazy? It's so bad. Like I'm kind of happy this happened in the bubble, cause like, uh, like you know, we have friends who work for the Clippers. Like that would have just been so sad. And that would have been awful if you had to go see them. Win no, it's terrible. I haven't contacted any of my Clippers people because nope. I'm just like. Wait, I'm going to give it at least a week to check in on people to be like, yo, I hope everything's cool and all of that. Because this is, I can't even imagine. I know people have, like, lose, lost sleep and, like, like didn't eat for a couple of days based off of this shit. Uh, well, <laughs> like, I'll, I, see, I'll, I'll see them at media day. That's what I'll check in with them. <laughs> oh, man. This, is, this was just live. so bad. So, so, so bad. I like the idea of Sarah absorbing Clipper slander and just becoming like more and more powerful. Like, no, listen, <laughs> like, the planet, like the planet in Fifth no. Element. Yeah. No, like Sam, Sam Presti, like, not, like, I mean, all the moves he made couldn't have worked out better. So thank you, Damian Lillard. Dude, um, it's it's crazy how that works in sports because, like, I I can remember when the Patriots lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And I'm not somebody who, like, will go out of my way for football coverage. But when somebody that I hate loses, I just start pouring through everything. I just, like, overdose yeah. on it. Like, just, I do the I same thing. Watching Sports Center, I'm listening to pods, I'm reading yeah. stuff. Uh, you know, with the Patriots, I'm like, gotta listen when to the, the Giants next won. Pod. When the Giants won that <laughs> oh, Super Bowl, man. my God, oh. I was running through the streets literally. <laughs> I ran outside; it was snowing here. I was like, yeah, eighteen and one was that was. I've I never couldn't. felt a sports high close to eighteen and one, and and I hate the Giants. That's the thing. Like, I've never. Uh. Felt better than eighteen and one. That was just an incredible feeling. Yeah, no, I, was, I, 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 I rewatched that game. Like I never rewatched games. I was like, nah, I gotta relive. Oh, you rewatched game six? I rewatched it. Yeah. Seven? yeah, I rewatched it. <laughs> and I cackled on my couch the whole time. Oh man! Oh my goodness! Yo, Zach, they did a 
reading, a live reading of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and they got Shia LaBeouf to play Spicoli, and he's... I was just reading that. Recording it, like, smoking weed in his car? Oh, I saw I saw a video of a Zoom, but I didn't know I couldn't listen to the audio because I was on radio. But I saw him just like super high in his in like a shirtless in a truck. Can we do cinephobe on this live read? Hundred (laughs) percent. What is happening? Oh man, we need to get shy in the mix ASAP. Eden, we got love questions. There are some Transformers movies that are that I know a mean will. Hello and welcome to the Friday Hashtag Ass Mailbag on the Count the Dings Network. I'm your host, Anthony Mays, coming to you from San Francisco where I can see the sky. On the line to answer your fantastic inquiries, we have in Los Angeles, CTD MVP and Daily Ding King, one would think, and therefore one was, Santa Hoops, a.k.a. St. Nicholas Cage, Mariano Blanco, the one-liner designer. He respects the Boulevard Zach Moose Harper. The Haitian sensation with the Caucasian fixation. His vocation is irritation of the general population. The black intellectual, the Liberian rock cultural anthropologist, sexual politician. You know the vibes, it's Big Waz. In Oklahoma, Morning Russ on Twitter like Stephen Adams does in real life. Absorbing clipper slander like some sort of behemoth ghost creature. If she had oil money, she wouldn't be friends with us. Filling her prescription for her devastating burns and filling her refrigerator with different cheeses. She doesn't sweat, she glistens, but she keeps the pharmacist down and stare at the thermoses. The only Asian that doesn't raisin in Arkansas with a greener life than J.R. Smith and a tattoo for each of the seven deadly sins on both of her rib cages. Her love of Duke is not a fluke, she won't spook due to any rebuke. She can carve up the ice and fix her love life with Eden Luke. And in Bloomfield, Connecticut, Jake Christie is his brother and his wife. Amateur bear watcher with a bionic colon. Sheep, dip, conspiracy, consigliere, Jaden full. Scored 103 goals at the square level. Only 28, but his mind is old. He came out the womb well. His wife is a fruit, and he's a nut. It's not a bit. He's dinging in the rain, just dinging in the rain. The evil producer full of bearded cat energy. Is that the mute button? Yeah. That's great. Good technique. <clears throat> e, do you have love questions? <clears throat> All right. Yes, I have love questions. First question for this week is... Oh. Shit, hold on. Hold on, Eden. Let me just make sure I forgot all about the reads. Um, what's today's <laughs> date? What is today's date? 18th. We got... We got the old 18th day. Wait, the 18th. Oh, that's August. Um, ooh, 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 Mac Weldon, baby. Got a little bit of. Got to talk about Mac Weldon. Somebody talk about Mac Weldon. It, they're so soft. I have their boxers and I wear them all the time around the house. They are. I don't. I don't know what the material is, but it's so soft. They they maintain their shape even after like a bunch of washes. Um, I just got them in the color black, so they're kind of versatile. If I wear them with like a large t-shirt, I can like wear them out. People just think I'm wearing shorts, actually. I'm not recommending that. I'm just saying that they're like structured and like thick enough to pass. Like if I need to run an errand, like I can go out in my Mack Weldon boxers. Guys don't do that, but like 
girls can wear them in shorts, I think. We're not allowed, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you guys aren't allowed to do that, but. I'm wearing them right now. Skies out, thighs out, baby. What is going on with my browser here? All my, uh. Hey, why don't you browse these Mac Weldon chonies on my body? What's that? Chonies, baby. (laughs) Where's my Dropbox? What's going on here? You know, it drops my pants and my shorts as soon as I walk in the door because I got Mac Weldon on. <laughs> oh, like, it feels like I'm in night mode here. What's going on here? It's Why always I'm night mode when I've got oh. Mac Weldon because I'm always ready for bed because I'm so comfortable. Oh, popsicle! I'm trying to just give you like word association now. Popsicles. Speaking of putting a stick in it. I wear my my Mac Weldon's all the time. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, that was so strange. I use these. I use two browsers. Uh, sometimes I think I'm in Chrome, but I'm actually in Firefox. 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 Okay. <clears throat> um, Mac Weldon. Speaking of being speechless, Aaron is speechless when she sees me in my Mac Weldon underwear. She tells you to put them back on. You take them off. She says, put those back on. Get comfortable. Put them on. Premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart designs and high quality fabrics. Mac Weldon offers a one-stop shop for men's basics, socks, shirts, hoodies, underwear, polos, and active shorts. Whatever you need, Mac Weldon has you covered. I have been wearing Mack Weldon sweatpants for at least 45 days straight. Every day. Every single day. The same pair? Off. No, I have like five pairs now. Um, but I have two that I really love. I have like a warm pair. I have like a warmer pair and then like a, not, like a daytime and a nighttime. Um, uh, you're not just going to look great in Mac Weldon, Zach. Their underwear, s- socks, and shirts perform well too, as you were saying, from working out, going out, going to work, or on a date. I'm sorry, Eden said this. Mac Weldon is for everyday life, and it makes you work better. Trust me. You got to feel good when you work. You know? Gotta Thank go God convert. I don't have to go yeah. to an office anymore. I used to hate that about the office. But even if you do go to an office, you can probably. Pull off the Mac Weldon, you know, it's they're um, nice enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Weldon, let me tell you about uh, Weldon Blue. Mac Weldon has created a totally free loyalty program. Level one gets you free shipping for life. Once you reach level two by spending $200, Mac Weldon gives you 20% off every order for the next year. It's a good deal. Mac Weldon. Oh, I also have the board shorts, which I love. I love the board shorts because I did had you rock those at the beach. Yeah, but the best part about it was you could just continue to wear them all day. You're never bored you know, in the board shorts. The, the blue camo I got, and so you could just like you you know you can like I wasn't big on wearing swimsuits into town, but you could do it with these. Um, yeah. yeah Matt, speaking Matt, of camouflage, you can't <clears throat> camouflage how great this Mac Weldon looks. <laughs> Uh, Mac Weldon wants you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair of underwear, peoples, you can keep and they'll still refund you. No questions asked. It's, it's a good policy, I think. Um, for 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash ding and enter promo code ding 
repeat the 20% off your first order with the promo code Bing. It says here, the new normal uniform has a lot of us searching our closets and drawers for men's essentials that aren't there. Instead of the usual business casual button-ups and jeans, it's soft-knit polo tees, joggers, and active shorts. Whatever men's basics you need, Mack Weldon has you covered and unmatched with unmatched comfort and fit. Again, that's 20% off your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com slash ding and enter the promo code ding. 20% off. Fucking kick your fucking ass. You know, shut up for a second, all right? I'm gonna go. Do you want me to go fucking trash your lights? Do you want me to fucking trash them? Then why are you trashing my scene? You are trashing my scene. You do it one more fucking time, and I ain't walking on this set if you're still hired. I'm fucking serious. You're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. But I don't fucking cut it when you're bullshitting and fucking around like this on set. Okay, first question for this week um, is from an anonymous friend of the show. How do you handle a potential person you are interested in dating, but they don't drink? And as we all know, we all do. (laughs) Wait, Ian, do you know who it is? Yes, I received the question from someone. She's the confidant. (laughs) This isn't a new bit. (laughs) All right, tell us. I'll boss it over. Just no, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> there is a confidentiality, um, unspoken agreement between me and the, the person asking the question. Okay, so I feel like there's two different types of non-drinkers people who don't drink, and yes. maybe there's more to this. But the two that pop to mind are like people who are in recovery who are triggered by drinking and people. cannot be yeah. around it. Right, and then there's people who are like, "Eh, I'm not into it, not for me." Right. And so, if if it's a person who is uncomfortable being around other people drinking, that's a lot tougher to navigate than just a person that doesn't like drinking. Yeah, because you feel guilty, you feel like you you don't want to put them in that situation, type of stuff. Right. And like, if you want to date that person, if you want to be interested in that person, you're gonna have to play by their rules. Yes. And absolutely, like, have conversations about what they're comfortable with being exposed to and what they aren't. Right. But if it's the other one, I don't think you really need to trip on it because if if you just do your thing and they're just not going to drink, you know, I I don't think that's nearly as bad. But if it's if it's the sober variety, it's definitely a lot of work. Yeah. Like, I go through phases where I don't drink just if I'm running a lot or if I'm like trying to lose a couple of pounds, like I won't drink. And I'm someone that I can still go hang out and have conversations with people who are drinking and I don't have a problem with it. But like, I mean, I'm sure we all know someone or tangentially know someone that like has addiction issues that like can't actually be around alcohol. Um, and some of them are more vocal about it than others. Like, I feel like you have the people who are like veterans in the recovery process who like haven't drank and like, you know, five plus years, but who are a lot more adjustable when it comes to social situations, just because they are so used to being the only person not drinking. Um, they'll probably be more willing to start the conversation. Like just, Hey, like I am in recovery. Um, I like, these are the rules I play by. Like May said, it's just like, it's different for every person. Every person has a different process. 
Um, but yeah, you have to be respectful of that and like aware of that. Um, if you are going to date that person, but yeah, I think it most, I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, it all comes down to communication though. Like just talk to the other person, figure out why they don't drink. If they are what, what category they fall under, if it's just a choice or they don't like it, whatever. Um, most of the time that person just doesn't care, but like it's, it, it can be a lot more difficult for someone that's like actually trying to quit drinking. My freshman year of college, I had a friend who told me that she was allergic to alcohol. Yeah. And uh, then one evening, she, like, grabbed my drink and, like, took a sip. I'm like, whoa, wait, what? What's going to happen? What are you yeah. doing? And she just got Asian glow. That's what she meant by allergic yeah, to alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like, <laughs> uh, well, I know, I know. But at the time I was like, is it like a shellfish allergy? Is it like right. a peanut you're allergy? Are you going to like shock. Yeah. drop dead like in front of me because you had a drink of my, my potion. But yeah, so it's, it's important to communicate that. But I mean, it's, it's tough. Cause like you definitely will feel guilt, you know? Yeah. And like, I, only know like one or two people that have gone through the like the stopping to drink process like earnestly and honestly and they will be pretty candid with you like your social behaviors do change they have to change um it's it's not easy for from like what i know like based on just like my conversations with these people so i i mean my i'm i'm an empathetic person so like the way I would play it is just like, try to be considerate just because like, you don't have a problem with this everyday item doesn't mean someone else it's like totally cool with. So communication. Well, and also that person, that person, you know, if that person is serious about being sober, they're not going to want to date you if, if they're serious, you know, like if right. you drink a lot or your social habits or you go out, like you're, they're going to recognize like, okay, well, this isn't going to work because I can't be part of the lifestyle. Yeah. So also like it's, it might not be like a you thing, but like, just like exactly ready for like yeah. your lifestyle, yeah. even yeah. if it's a relatively normal life looking lifestyle for like you or me. Okay. Our second question for this week was another one of the topics born from one of my group chats. Just one of my friends, um, is they were struggling to buy a present for their significant other. So the question is, what are like safe but not too cliche gifts to get a partner for like a birthday or a special event anniversary if they haven't given you any hints or help in this department? Okay, so I'm one of those people that like pays attention to my
Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.